welcome to the this week's the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here, my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Travis Krins, here alongside me. Travis, how uh, how are you? How have the how's the baseball tournament been so far there in Mitchell? A uh, lot of games called and a lot left to go, I would assume. Yeah, we're about halfway through here. Done with the the first round, almost about the second round. We'll be done with that tomorrow. So then we're down to the, the quarterfinals with the final eight eight teams and seven games. So we're getting down there. Uh, weather's been good. It was very hot and humid this weekend, and yeah. uh, weather's been nice this week. Maybe a little warm next couple of days, but there should be perfect weather for the championships and semifinals this weekend. I've done I've done three games thus far. I've got a game Thursday night, and depending on the outcome there, potential games on uh, the championship on Sunday. So at least one, maybe two more games left for me. I was going to ask how many games you called, like if you know, because it's taking place in Mitchell, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, did you call? Do you call more teams outside of your area? But okay, three games so far. Uh, what's the mask situation been like there? No masks. Um, I wore a mask a couple times just up to the press box and then the mass of humanity that's here. Uh, we we had six here, thirty-two team tournament. We had six teams that we cover. Mm-hmm. In the area, Mitchell doesn't have a team, but all these other small towns do. How does Mitchell not and have a team? Like, it's Class B and Class A, and I guess we would probably be Class A, and we don't even have a team in Class A. Not Sioux Falls and, like, Rapid City and Yankton and Aberdeen, the bigger towns. Weird. And really, I mean, the, the Class B tournament brings the crowds, and that's where it's at, and that's where the excitement is. Uh, I think the Class A, they have their semifinals and finals in Mitchell this weekend. Uh, but they're doing all their opening round stuff and second round stuff down in Nathan, I believe. And uh, nobody really cares about the A's. It's all about the B's and these small towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Al- Alexandria versus Parkston on uh, Sunday night, and it was full. Just hundreds hundreds of people, I don't know, two, three hundred people, 400 people, whatever it was. Uh, bleachers, grandstands were full. Got a mask to be seen. So Legion Legion baseball brings out the crowds. You know, it's the same way I think in Minnesota too. I mean, the, all the little small towns playing baseball and stuff. This is this is amateur baseball. So these are older people. Oh, gotcha. This, uh, yeah, these are like you know former college players, uh, things like that. Yeah, older guys. Um, My statement still stands, though, that the small the small towns always get excited for yeah. this. Like it, it's just oh, yeah. a big event, uh, regardless if it's you know what level it's at, South Dakota or Minnesota. Yeah, same thing for the the Class B uh, state about boys basketball tournament. Always in Aberdeen, always draws the biggest crowd, even more than uh, Sioux Falls schools with Double A. So it's always Class B that big crowds. Uh, so we had the, the local team on Sunday, Pack House. Uh, Trevor Vermillion, do you remember him when he was at SDSU? He was a pitcher. Yep. Uh, Trevor Vermillion, he, he's not playing this year. I think he's done playing. But uh, he was great in college, you know, kind of submarine sidearm delivery, if you remember him. And uh, he's been, he's from Mitchell. He's been with the Alexandria Angels. Alexandria is 10 miles west on the interstate of Mitchell. And uh, Alexandria, they've uh, been the dynasty for the past, you know, five, six years. They've won three of the past four titles. And uh, they got some new names this year, and they'll be in the mix again uh, for a state title. But he's been, like, their best pitcher here for years. And it appears that he's done. I mean, he he was amazing. He was on a run of, like, he won, like, 28 straight starts or 30 straight starts. Just 
uh, he was the best pitcher in the states in amateur baseball for a long, long time in the early 30s. I don't know if he's called to quits or what his situation is, but he's not playing this year. So A terrible last name, Vermillion, to have. Uh, Vermillion. Brookings would be better. And Alexander's been a dynasty going back to ancient Egypt times. So, uh, wow. So wow. There, there we go. Uh, nice. Yep. Call your mummy on that one. <laughs> Call your mummy? Call M- your mummy on Mummy, that yeah. Oh, oh. All, All right. right. I don't know. Uh, Medieval times or whatever, uh, way back. Yes. Way back. Oh, yeah. No, but, like, we're prior to, we're, like, B.C. times here. We're, uh, we're, like, uh, you know, holy, like, the King Tut Free times. Coming. King Tut times. Tutankhamen. Anyway, you know what's common uh, these days is college football uh, fucking everything up. Uh, pardon my French. Uh, <laughs> listen, I... <laughs> Breaking news here as we're recording this that the Big Ten has decided to postpone fall football as well as the Pac-12. This comes on the heels of the MAC. No, not the MAC. It's just the MAC foot uh, conference. They uh, postponed their fall sports on Saturday. And it, by all means, canceling the season, the football season. The Mountain West followed suit on Monday, and that's a big deal only because of that you have Boise State in there. Like no one else cares about San Jose State and uh, Colorado State and all these teams and whatnot. Oh, I forget about SCSU. Oh yes, how, how could I forget about the Jacks uh, in the Mountain West there? Uh, but then the speculation started that the Big Ten was going to postpone or cancel their season and you had all of this these various reports and a lot of misinformation or i shouldn't say misinformation but a lot of conflicting reports and different information that was flying around on monday about whether or not like what the the vote was for the big 10 and you know you you have jim harbaugh from michigan saying michigan wants to play and we've done such a good job here of you know preparing themselves you know making sure everyone's safe and all that. Scott Frost at Nebraska says, uh, yeah, we're going to play regardless of what the Big Ten decides. We're going to look at our options. Well, Nebraska gets that opportunity now because the Big Ten has postponed their fall schedule. They are going to look at the spring, and I am completely 138 million percent dead set against a spring season. I don't see the what the good in that will do, especially if you are a potential NFL draftee, you are going to sit out that season because why risk getting hurt and losing a chance to get drafted into the NFL? And plus that means a shortened time for these guys to recover going into the, to the 2021 season, the full season, which we hope to have. So, but I mean, we can go. We can go so many different angles on this because the lack of leadership in college football is astounding. So, Grins, where, where do we want to start with this? Because this has so many different tentacles that we can go off on. There won't be any college football played this year, like the FCC, ACC, Big Twelve. Anybody that thinks they're going to play for themselves, like who are they going to play? They're going to play themselves. And that's conference only schedule. Well, like it just yeah. isn't going to happen. So we're down to those three. Pac-12 is called for the rest of the year, including basketball. There, we're in August. We've got what four or five months to go. 
Nothing with the Pac-12 for the rest of the year. And I think the I think the basketball is going to be postponed or delayed, and I think we're going to have May Madness. I really do. I think it. I think it just makes sense for them to postpone basketball until the beginning of the year and then start things up. I don't think we're going to have college football until next fall. Like a spring season, you can't have a spring and a fall season. Right, you can't. There's not enough. There's not enough time between. You're going to have what it ended in May, maybe. So June, July, August, you're going to give them three months off and have another football season. No, you're not. Nope, exactly so right. No spring season. No college football. Again, this goes back to uh, what was it like? Kirk Herb Street got a lot of smack saying in March, saying we better get this under control right when things started going on. But there's going to be no football. That was five months ago. Here we are, and we're in the same situation we were back in March. Yep. So and, we've got another five or six months here until uh, we get to next March to see if we can we do any better. No, we won't. Nothing's going to change. Maybe we'll get some new leadership on, on the presidential side. But things aren't going to change in this country, and we can't. We, we're, we're too stupid to do what we're told and to listen to science. Mitchell School Board had a meeting last night. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they mandated masks. Last night, they made that official that if you're on Mitchell School property this year, you're going to have to wear a mask. And um, a lot of people didn't like that. I think mean, Mitchell may have been like the first school in the state to say, yeah, you got to wear a mask if you're going to come here. <laughs> and a lot of parents didn't like it. And uh, there's a couple that have been outspoken and kind of the leaders of this group against the masks. And it's like, you know, anything else. Like the, the mask, are we going to take care of it completely? No, but I would assume you're probably better with the mask than without it. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, the sports season here holds I, high school. I, I will say this. I did hear a story or I saw a story about someone who, uh, I think it was a grocery store worker, and they were seriously, they got seriously ill because they were breathing in their own bacteria because they were wearing this mask for eight plus hours a day. So I do think that there is something to be said about either A, making sure that you have like a a mask that can be cleaned and also not being in your mask for hours and hours and hours on end. But then again, doctors and surgeons and all all these people do it, but and and they have a great survival rate. So I think it, I think it depends on the the access that you have to these masks that will keep you safe. But there is something to be said for wearing a mask and breathing in all of these um, all of this bacteria, um, with it not being able to exfoliate to other areas where you're walking and breathing. I mean, yeah, with the mask deal. I mean, like, take a break every couple hours. Take your smoke break outside for five, ten minutes. Yep. Take your mask off. You don't wear all day. Be smart about it. A lot of these kids are going to go to lunch. They have lunch in the cafeteria, and their masks are going to be off. So they're not going to be on at all times, and the parents are like, well, they're off there. Why can't they be off here? Well, we're trying to have precautions whenever we can here. We had that school in Georgia. They're shut down now with that picture, and they suspended the girl who took the picture. They showed the kids in the hallway without the masks. Now a bunch of kids have got it. Now, she was suspended for some reason, but now she's not, so good for her. Yeah. I, I, I thought whistleblowers were supposed to be protected. But what is she suspended for? Here's a picture of everybody spreading a virus. What happened? They spread the virus. No shit they did. That's what the whole point of this is. That's what the whole point of wearing a mask is. 
And we're so, I mean, I guess we were taught in school or it's just become a given that we're the best. America, we are the best. We are number one. And we are so not right now. <laughs> we are. Nobody can touch us. You know, Europe, Asia, Russia, we are the best country that has ever been in existence. And whatever people thought about that, that has crumbled down here. We've seen this for years now, the past couple of years especially. And if anybody had any thought that we're the best anymore, that's gone mm-hmm. for a generation. Because this, whatever the hell's going on this year for the last six months, has been an absolute disaster. Well, now we got sports, now we got college football. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in the fall. If it happens in the spring, it's not going to happen in the fall. So what, right. what, you want to play next spring or you want to play next fall? I would I mean, rather you know, play like, next I, fall. Just like cancel the whole well. thing. So, I mean, Concentrate now on getting college basketball done. Yes. That appears to be in jeopardy as well. So do you want to go a full year without any college sports, which we like very much? Basketball can do this little pod system. There's not as many players. The NBA has proven it could work. As has the NHL. Don't now, don't forget the NHL. They've done that too. NHL's been great with their two little pods. They've been fantastic. Baseball may go do a system like that for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Once, they, once they announce at the end of the week that college football is done here in the middle of August, they should start working the very next day. How the hell are we going to get a college basketball season in? Yep. Because it's possible if they make the right decisions just a matter of if they want to do it. Yep. Well, it seemed like all along college college football just kept kicking the can. Well, it's, it's only, you know, end of August, early September, we can make a decision. No, you got to make a decision now. Mm-hmm. You can't wait the week before the, before the yep. season. We're three weeks away now, and the season's done. And they wasted so much time, and we don't have the testing, we don't have the money, uh, the testing's not accurate, we don't have a uh, a vast number of supply of tests. Mm-hmm. We have failed at every conceivable level. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to go an entire year about any college sports. Thank you very much for, for everything that's gone on. Yep. And I mean, there is hope that there's a vaccine that will come out maybe as early as middle to late November. But otherwise, it's more more likely that it'll be out at the beginning of next year, which would hopefully then allow us to go in and have a college basketball season. Um, I mean, I, I I just think this this overall speaks to the lack of leadership on the college football level and at the NCAA level. But you know, with Mark Emmert, I mean, where where the hell has he been during all this time? Like, couldn't if he helped him? implement something but it almost feels that the power five was just ready to give a big old middle finger and an f you to emert and the ncaa but then within the power five itself there's no there's no leadership at all because the conferences are viewing things differently and going their own separate directions i mean just i i don't understand what is going on what they're thinking i i really don't what is the, I mean, the NCAA doesn't do anything. Like, they're, they're, what do they do? They don't oversee anything. We've had these numerous scandals. We've had these numerous academic scandals. They don't do anything. They put down probation. You miss the playoffs or the postseason for a year or two. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to, ha- what is the NCAA, there's no reason to have them. Yeah. Have another governing body or something, a commissioner, have somebody in charge because the NCAA doesn't do anything. Yeah. There's no reason to have them. 
they have no authority, they don't do anything. What? So that's a waste of time. I mean, I think that... Yeah, Go ahead. It is similar to our president saying, I don't know what to do, have the states handle it. And NCAA says, I don't know what to do, have the teams and uh, the conferences handle it. And so they do, and some handle it fine, some handle it not so well. Nebraska wants to play. It's probably okay for them to play. Uh, Nebraska's not a hot spot. South Dakota's not a hot spot. North Dakota isn't. Um, Ohio probably shouldn't play. Ohio State shouldn't play. Rutgers probably shouldn't play. But it's probably okay for Nebraska to play, and that's where you have a problem of these conferences are so big geographically that it can't be a one-size-fit-all. If Nebraska wants to play in the SEC or the Big 12 this year, go right ahead. But uh, it's just because this this COVID-19 thing, it's different spots in the country are affected differently. So even though Nebraska could probably play and it'd be fine, they can't because uh, the Big 10 says says no. Uh, So... Even within the Big Ten, so I guess was the movement because last week the Big Ten's like, okay, we're releasing our schedule and everything like that. I mean, it just even a couple, even a couple of weeks ago, it was all about the Players Tribune and the players were demanding things from these conferences, and that was the big talk about. Oh well, the players boycott and sit out this season, and that like that's. You know that's what they're going to have to worry about, and then the Big Ten came up with their schedule. The SEC had some scheduling. Like this was a bigger uh, waste of time than the NFL schedule release show, which I love. I love it when the NFL you schedule are. gets released. But the SEC did something. It was a complete waste of time. But I guess you need to fill it with something here. You know, in the middle of summer, if there's going to be no football, you know, ACC's done something, and then something changed. We caught wind going into the weekend that maybe you know the MAC was going to cancel, and this came on the heels of the FCS pretty much canceling all their you know all their leagues, postponing fall sports, Division two, Division three, doing this. So all eyes were on the on Division one and FBS, and then the MAC canceled, and then the Big Ten. You kind of got wind on Saturday night or Sunday that something was going down. Is it because of the potential long-term effects? Like you could, you know, people discovering heart condition. Like, look at this Cameron Smith, the uh, the Vikings linebacker who got tested positive for COVID and now found out that he has got a heart disease that he's going to have surgery for. He's going to miss the entire season. The positive COVID test is a blessing in disguise for him because it allowed him to find this uh, this pre-existing health condition that he had. So there's. You know, potential issues with the heart and stuff that, I mean, you don't, these universities do not want to be held liable for something that happens down the road. But, you know, so the, I don't know if that's where the Big Ten was maybe going with this, because how could that, how could that have changed from Wednesday to Sunday or Monday? I don't get what new, I get that information changes fast especially regarding COVID, but something as drastic as that that would cause you from one day releasing your schedule for the season to five days later canceling or postponing it and saying you're going to play in the spring, which is a complete waste of time and a joke. Something else had to have happened here. What could that have been? They're just kidding themselves. They don't want the facts and the uh, likelihood that there's no season. So like, well, we hope 
Well, screw hope. What's the reality of this? This is goes back to the beginning about wearing the mask. Like, do we want to do something about this or not? Like, you're not going to have, nothing's going to change with this virus three weeks before the season. Whatever it is now, it's not going to change a whole lot next month. Right. It might change maybe six months from now if we start doing something now that we're not. So what, what are we going to do at what point to change our behavior to make sure this thing goes away? It, have we done anything? No, we're not doing anything. So we're going to be right where we are now. We're going to have a thousand people a day dead, and we're going to have, I think it's like 300, 350,000 dead by the end of the year. Where are we at? 150, 160 right now. It, uh, to be so, fair to be fair on that, they could have died from the flu or something else. Sure, pre -ex sure. I mean, a lot of these cases are pre-existing conditions. There's underlying health conditions, the elder in like these nursing homes and stuff this was bound to happen but certainly not to the extent that COVID has taken them out yeah like people get the flu and they get sick and they die but this is something different where uh just you know just the the you know the heart ailments now or things that you don't get with the flu usually the the long-lasting effects usually when you have the flu we've all had the flu mm -hmm. uh once a year every every few years we get sick and uh you're you're bunged up for a week or two and then you're back and you're normal well with this like we don't know you have it sometimes people have it and they're fine sometimes people have it and they're very tired uh sometimes they have it and they're on death's door and they're in the hospital mm -hmm. much more than the flu and then they come back and then what is their life after that is there an ailment uh after this, that uh, brain damage heart damage organ damage whatever Mm -hmm. So it's something that uh, we haven't experienced before. But uh, uh, until something changes, unless everybody wears a mask, like we're not going to have sports for a long, long time. Unless I can figure out what hockey and basketball has done. I don't see the NFL season going on. I see it maybe the first few weeks. I don't see how they can have uh, a season. You've seen the problems with baseball. How the hell are you going to have a uh, football season with twice as many guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the field, on a team, and uh, you see what the Cleveland Indians did. They had a couple idiot pitchers go out in Chicago. Like, you would think what happened to Miami and St. Louis would be wake-up calls to say, no, no, there's only like six weeks left in the baseball season. We can go without seeing our buddies for the next six weeks. Yep. You can do whatever you want on your own time, in the off season, six weeks from now. You want to go to Chicago to hang out with your buddies, that's fine. Don't do it during the season. This is, I believe, a very small sacrifice to say, be with your team, go to the bus, to the hotel, to the bus, to the game, to the bus, to the hotel, back and forth. Don't stray from the group, but we can't do that. We're not smart enough, I don't, I don't know, as a society, as a species, as a country, to understand and do anything. We're so selfish. Yes, that selfish. That's the ding, ding, ding. That's the key word here. That is the absolute selfish. key word. Yep. Most, most countries and societies and cultures are done with this. What, New Zealand? had their first report in like 100 days yesterday. Yeah. New Zealand, they've had a case in three months, and they just got one here a day or two ago. Think yep. about that. Yep. And if we just would have bit the bullet months ago and shut everything down, but we're so worried about money, we're so worried about businesses going under, and the government wants to hand you a $1,000 check, like that's going to matter, for Christ's sake. Um, they don't want to help out. So we're going to be in this thing for years. We're six months into this thing, 
and uh, we're going to be right where we're at six months from now, and it's going to be a year later, and we're going to be wondering how do we beat this thing while everybody else is going on their way back to normal. And here we are, the dumb US of A, figuring out how do we do this thing when it's pretty much wear a mask and stay at home. I can't even do that. So two points. One, on the baseball side of it, I never want to hear baseball players ever again complain about lack of money or, you know, like they they want their guaranteed salaries and stuff because if you're going to complain and bitch about that, then you better do whatever it takes. You better sacrifice whatever you can do to get your season in and get as much money as you can. For Mike Clevenger and the other idiot Indians pitcher and anyone else that... Yeah, yep. And then the the Cardinals guys who went out to the casino in Minnesota. If you want to do that, I have zero sympathy for you. And I don't care if you ever get another contract again. As far as I'm concerned, you know, don't ever bitch about money. And, you know, that you're not getting a, a, a prorated salary or, you know, a guaranteed salary. Shut the hell up as far as I'm concerned regarding that. You have a very small window, as you mentioned, six weeks that you have to play the season. To the other, the other point here, there's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off that college football isn't going to happen, particularly in the South should the SEC or perhaps when the SEC has to cancel or postpone the season along with the ACC and stuff. Those people are going to be irate that college football isn't going on. I think I, I am just uh, you and I are not alone in our thoughts that uh, the people who are going to probably complain the most, the loudest about this, are the same people who meant who have been saying that it's an infringement upon their constitutional rights that they sh- that they are forced to wear a mask in public in these indoor or sometimes outdoor areas, and they believe this whole COVID thing is a hoax. These are the, I think roughly these two populations are almost one in the same so it's just it's very frustrating because you and i have i believe done a lot of the a lot of stuff that we need to do we stayed inside we uh you know we didn't go out and socialize we 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 minimized our our exposure like outdoor you know getting stuff and and whatnot for so many you know weeks and and months we did what we needed to do and so many other people didn't chose not to and are still choosing not to and as a result you and i and so many others are being punished for the selfish choices of others and now we aren't going to get college football this year that's the Presumably that's the reality iowa, i know you brought up northern iowa athletics again sorry I, I know i know it's my favorite thing it's my favorite thing i never see it coming but when you say it it's the first thing that pops my head. i'm sorry I, I, david johnson lord i apologize kurt warner it's my my bad dogs my bad you know, uh, we, we're kate johnson apparently going to transfer from sdsu that's uh, it's so frustrating is that something that could, we could go into a whole separate issue on that with regarding uh, Kate Johnson, like, is that something speaking more to the SDSU athletic level? Like, what is something else going on there behind the scenes that we don't know of? Uh. I don't think it's just some. I mean, some Northern Iowa guys transfer as well. He's not going to transfer because there's nowhere to go. Where is he going to go? Nobody is playing football this year. Where the hell is he going to go? Nebraska, where he's from? Is he going to go to Minnesota? He can't go anywhere because nowhere is playing the sport he wants to play. I don't know if he wants to transfer schools. He can go to another school and study. Maybe he'll just say at SDSU since you're probably more than halfway done with your degree. Isn't he a senior? Nobody should transfer because nobody's playing the sport. There's nowhere to go to play the sport. What don't they understand 
about that. Well, there's still places to go play the sport as we are recording this. It's just a matter of for how long they say they're going to be playing the sport. As soon as as soon as the Ivy League called things off, when was that? A month ago now. Mm -hmm. As soon as they as soon as they did that, I thought it's done. Just like the Ivy League did, they were the first in uh, what was it? I think it was late February, even maybe early March. They, they said we're not, we're done. We're not having our conference tournament. We're done for the year. They, they canceled. That happened, they canceled that. I think the happened. day after the Summit League tournament. No, it was. Uh, it was the. Was it the Monday or the Tuesday? I think it was. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was either semifinal night of the Summit League tournament or the, that Tuesday. They canceled it. They were the first, and when they said that they're not having football or fall sports, even though it doesn't mean a lot to them because of money. Right. Right there, I said. Whatever it means, whether it means something or nothing, the Ivy League, they've always been the first year. This this year, they've been the first to cancel. Mm -hmm. And once they did that, I said, we're done. Nobody's doing anything. It's going to take a month for everybody to figure it out. When the Ivy League said no, so I'm I'm looking at the Ivy League here next spring, whenever, next fall. If they're okay, I think we'll be okay. But if they say, nope, we're not doing it, it's done. It is just done. I just I find the whole concept of spring football that all these programs are trying to do it just I find it irresponsible and stupid. You can do your fall sports, you know, for like cross country and you know, uh, for volleyball. like field hockey, volleyball. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. That's easy to do. The 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 stress on your body. Not saying that there isn't stress doing cross country running because there is, or volleyball, or any of these. Sports, you know, soccer, whatnot. But the the amount of recovery time that you would have to have between, say, soccer or football is astoundingly different. It, I mean, it, it is. Uh, so I don't understand what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the MAC and Mountain West are thinking if they're thinking they're going to do a, a spring season. And maybe that's where, Krenz, the the ACC and the SEC are coming from. And the Big 12 has been largely silent in all of this at least as of right now, but maybe the ACC and the SEC are looking at it and saying, realistically, there's it's it's unrealistic to think we could do a spring season and then go right back into fall. So if that's their standpoint, that's a little more at least understandable that they want to try and do whatever they can to get a fall season in rather than postpone it to the spring. They would just flat out, I would think, cancel it then. Yes, wait till next fall. The spring is a waste of time. You're not going to have a college football season with such a small break in between, and you're not going to have a college football season in the middle of the NFL draft. You're just not. Right. Trevor, by the way, what was it, two nights ago, a big deal was Sunday night, I think, going into Monday. The big deal, which is a waste of time now, about Trevor Lawrence and these couple other guys. Justin Fields. Justin yep. Fields all meeting and getting together creating this college football players union and we're going to, we want to play and we're going to try to figure out a way to play. And everybody was like, Oh, this is a huge deal and college football and everything's going to go crumbling down. The players are united. I looked at them like, what, 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 what the hell are we doing? We're wasting our time uh, with, with this thinking it's going to matter. They have no power at all. It's not up to the players. They don't get paid. They make them all the money. Well, uh, what were the players? Yeah, no shit they want to play. Every athlete wants to play the sport. What What about the basketball play players right for now. March Madness? Of course they wanted to play. If you want to really do something, Trevor Lawrence or basketball players, here's what you do. You get all the Final Four teams together and you say, you know what? We're not going to take the floor unless you agree to pay the players 
uh, here in the future. We've made some steps towards that the past few years, mm -hmm. but if you want to make a statement, the biggest event that the NCAA puts on all year long, you get the four teams in agreement and say, we're not playing until you guarantee from here on out, everybody gets paid, whatever they get paid, wherever you want to figure that out, or we're not going on the floor. That's where you have leverage. Right now, you have no leverage, because we're shutting down because of a virus, and you can't control that. Right. And we're not controlling that or attempting to control that at the moment. It's not like these presidents and ADs want to shut down the seas, and they want to do the opposite. Right. So they're on your side, players. They're on your side. Yep. They want to have a season, but it's not up to them. It's up to this virus and try not to get people sick, try not to kill anybody. And so when I saw Trevor Lawrence say that, I thought, Boy, this guy's an idiot. No, I feel like Clemson and Clemson a lot less. I, you know what? I, I, I'm actually fine with him speaking his mind on this. I'm fine with Justin Fields saying, you know, you know, shaking my head, we want to play and stuff. There are a couple different areas here of the the players portion specifically. It's interesting that you have so many players who were choosing to opt out. Rashad Bateman, the the Minnesota wide receiver comes to mind. I think a a Pittsburgh player, a Penn State defensive tackler, linebacker had pulled out like multiple like potential first round picks had said, "You know what? I'm just going to opt out of this season." Well within their right to do so. And I understand the players saying, you know, for all the, the effort and the time and stuff that we put in, we want to play. We don't want this postponed. We want to play. And good, good on them. Um, I'm fine with Trevor Lawrence being the leader and saying, yes, we want to play and that, you know, maybe the football, it, like the school is safer for us than sending all these guys out to various parts of the country where you don't know if it's safe either from COVID or, you know, potential other factors, you know, shootings or Robert, whatever might be endangering them in their respective communities, because there are some guys that come from very rough backgrounds in rough areas of this country. So I'm fine with Trevor Lawrence saying that. And then you hear the one side of the like, oh, the players, you know, they should form a, a players association and stuff and have some representation. And then I hear folks like Mike Florio saying, well, and, and, and Booger McFarlane, that these are, these are just kids. They don't understand the, the COVID virus. They're, they're, they'll potentially do more harm to their system, or, you know, t to their body long term. And they don't understand that. It, that very may well could be. But it also could be that they do understand this, that they still want to play because they understand what, uh, you know, like a, a football player, like uh, Joe Burrow said that he, if this, if COVID had happened last year, he wouldn't have been in the spot he is now, which is the number one overall pick with the Cincinnati Bengals. He wouldn't have put together that fantastic year. You have so many college football players that could end up losing their potential NFL careers because of this. So I understand from that point that they want to play. And I also want to tell those people that say, well, these are just kids and they need someone looking out for them, that shut the hell up when you want them to receive equal pay and you want them to have that representation because these schools are exploiting them for money. Shut the hell up. You can't have it both ways. You just can't. So I, I understand what the players are wanting to do. I understand them being pissed off, and I understand them being upset. I understand that the universities are looking out for them or you know, potential lawsuits and the hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars that could result in a couple of deaths and long-term health ramifications. I understand all of that. I just don't think someone can say, oh, the players should have this player representation and then say, oh, 
they also need to have someone look out for them. They shouldn't be saying that they want to play. I, I just, I can't see both sides of that argument. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. And also when they were like, they'll, they'll be safer on campus and they won't be back at home, which is probably true. But just because the season's over, like you're still going to be on campus. You're not going anywhere. You shouldn't go anywhere. It, de- it depends on what their school is doing, though. Like, are they doing hybrid? Are they doing fully online? Because if you're doing fully online, I don't think they would welcome. They wouldn't have you back on campus. Uh, or at least you would stay in that town. I don't know if you would entirely. Maybe you, like a lot of maybe would go home. But I don't think any. There hasn't been any big story about some campus shutting down as of yet. So the way I took it is, Trevor Lawrence was like. We'll be safer on campus than we will be out of campus. But that campus isn't going to be shut down as of now. You're not going to play football, which is what your life is, but still should probably go to class. That has nothing to do with the cancellation of the football season. I do. Or the spread of the virus. You're going to live and be in the same spot you're always going to be in. You're not going to go home just because they cancel football. I do like how it is, though, the faces of college football, the Trevor Lawrences and the Justin Fields, who really, they don't, if they chose not to play this season, uh, well, Justin Fields can't because the Big Ten has postponed it. But if they, you know, well, we'll see what happens with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Let's, I mean, they, they wanted to play, but they truly have a lot to lose because those are like a one and two number one overall. They're the number one and two picks in next year's draft. They just are. Like, there's, there's, well, they are the two best quarterbacks. For them to say they want to play and do this, I mean, they, they have everything to lose by playing should they get injured. So yeah, I think the fact they that they, nothing, they have nothing to gain by playing. Right. So the fact that they want to, I think they, they put their faces, they put their voices. It's kind of like when the NFL players did their whole thing with like the Black Lives Matter and, and Patrick Mahomes became the, the, Face of that, They've, because he's the face of the league, and uh, and the NFL is like, whoa, you know, we need to do something here about this because we can't have the face of the league, the the Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, saying this and us yeah. not do anything about it. So the fact that you have Trevor Lawrence, the best quarterback in the game, followed by you know Justin Fields, a very good quarterback in his own right, when you have those two as the faces of this players' movement that's saying we want to play. I thought that that maybe would uh, at least help. Like it would, it would change maybe some of the decision making or the direction that these power that the Power Five schools were going because these guys didn't have anything to gain and so much to lose by playing. Like for me, what they did—that's nice that they did that. I don't think they have any power. I think it's a waste of time. It's, it's not up to them. Of course they want to play, but they can't do anything. They can't do anything about this virus. That's why we're not playing. It's because of this. And they can't change anything here in the next three weeks to make it happen. So that's why we're not going to have any football for a long time. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, so you're going right out on record saying that there won't be any college football season. It seems like the S- the ACC and the SEC. I assume by the end of I assume by the end of the week we'll know. Well, we've got three conferences standing, three that matter. Everybody else is going to be done. I mean, some of the league they announced yesterday. Now you're going to have any fall sports. Some of the league is done, 
FCSU, USD, NDSU football, they're done. Like, we're not having any of it. Or should we? It's done. The AAC done. still has that. I think Conference USA, the Sun Belt, they're all... I think we haven't heard anything from them about postponing the football season yet. Obviously, I would think that would happen if, you know, if more or all of the remaining Power 5 conferences decide to go. But, I mean, there are still in a number of leagues where you could have a watered-down college football season if they chose to go that way. Uh and I'll be honest, Krenz, I know you are steadfast against it, and I, and I agree. Like the, the selfishness of this country uh, <laughs> is is baffling to me because because of our selfishness, we aren't going to have sports. We aren't going to have college football, which arguably is like one of the things that Americans love the most. It's probably it's probably it's more loved than the NFL. It's just more regionalized because you have your school, and everyone has their school that they they have pride in. And it's that selfishness that's preventing the folks that have done so much, you know, the nurses, the frontline workers, the, the people who have worn the masks, who have chosen to social distance and stay inside and, and do all the right things that the CDC is recommending, you know, you and I among them. Um, you know, we're, we're doing that. Even I've broken, you know, protocol a few times, you know, going out to the lakes and stuff this summer. But I'm outside at least where the virus is a little less... Um, catchable shall we say um i i just i don't even know i don't even remember where i was going with this it's just it, it just it makes me so sad that that's where we're at here now and you're gonna have so many people who are pissed off and it's like if you could have done something about this back in march and april and may by just wearing the freaking mask and by staying inside and not getting these we could have we could have lowered the curve like Canada's done. That's why the NHL is succeeding there in the two bubbles uh, in Edmonton and Toronto. They go to a country where the, the curve has been flattened because Canada did what they were supposed to do. And what was it? It's five, almost six o'clock here as we tape this late afternoon, early evening. NBC has said we got, we got actual playoffs. These are the real playoffs now with the hockey. We've got the two-seed Tampa Bay Lightning versus the seven-seat Columbus Blue Jackets. We're halfway through overtime number two. Mm-hmm. We're tied at two apiece. Actual, and I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like actual real sports. Like, get this NBA, whatever the hell they're doing. Like, get, get the real stuff going. Get the playoffs, not this exhibition, whatever. Let's, let's get some real stuff. And did I mention last week how dumb it was that the Boston Bruins are like the four-seed now? Did I mention that? Uh, I stupid I thought that was. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was... Marcus and I talked about this last week, and when we had talked the previous week, I think that was the, the, when you were on vacation, I was under the assumption that they were tallying, they were doing this round robin between the top four teams, and they were just tallying that to the regular season point standings, um, and not just starting over from scratch. <laughs> and here you are, the one Apparently seeds, not. St. Louis and Boston. Yeah, you're starting from you're starting from scratch. You're start, you're at zero, and here we are. The uh, the the Boston Bruins are the four seed in the East, where they were the President Trophy winners, the the team that had the most points during the NHL's regular season. And the St. Louis Blues, I believe, are the the four seed as well because they only got one point, and they were the the leaders in the Western Conference. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. I feel like a little much too emphasis was put on these four games, three or four games, rather than the previous 
five games of the season, mm-hmm. 70 games. Yep. Like, you want a little action, but not that much action. That was ridiculous. What we have a... We got one 12 seed. How many 12 seeds? Two 12s. Two 12s. Two. Chicago and, uh, and and Montreal. And huge upset, oh, by the, the way. 12-5 upset in hockey. Both of them, and are, do they reseed? So they both yes. play the one seed who are actually like yes. the two with the three seed? Yep, yep. And they, if you're the five seed, you're actually playing the one seed. I know the NHL does some weird shit with their seeding, but this this is ridiculous. Well, I, I, okay, so I do like that they are reseeding. Unlike in previous years where they were just going, like, they were grouping the playoff teams within the division themselves. So they would, they didn't do any reseeding after the first round. They are reseeding every round here going forward. So that's what's nice about this. And I do like the qualifying round because it put an extra emphasis uh, like the, a five-game series, you have to play well. You don't have really a game or two that you can, you know, just say, "Oh, you know, it's okay. We lose. We, we still can win. You know, we still have five more remaining." No, it's a best of five, and it's so. I really like the qualifying round. I hope they do that. You know, maybe once in a while it doesn't have to be every year, but I thought that added some extra emphasis, and it does make it. I mean, it's astounding that the Montreal Canadiens, who were 18 games under 500, uh. And probably okay. they were they were 31, 40, and nine. So the nine, nine games under, and they're yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yep, and they and they won. They took down the Pittsburgh Penguins, who were arguably like one of the best teams in hockey, and they get bounced out. And then Edmonton loses in the they're you know they were in the whole city, and they lose to the twelve seed Chicago Blackhawks, who were many games under five hundred. I mean, it's just it's it, it's kind of crazy. I don't necessarily agree with how the NHL did the top four seeding, but I enjoyed that they added all these teams who had a shot at the playoffs. That was the whole point of this, is like there were you know, 10, 12, 13 games left for some teams, and you can't. it would have been unfair to teams like the Minnesota Wild, who were one point out of a playoff spot, to just cast them aside uh, and, and not have them at least have a chance to get to the playoffs. So I do like that aspect of it. How many points was Montreal out of it? Oh, Lord. Let's see. It would have been, like, pretty unrealistic for them. to make. Like, why are they? Like, I like what the NBA did. They kind of cut it off at a certain point. Timberwolves, Warriors, you're out. It's a waste of time. Yep. You got, like, the Phoenix Suns making a charge. You got this, Portland making a charge. This is great. Uh, you got this is falling great. Back. So, like, everybody, would, everybody wants to see the Lakers in Portland. And people want to say, let's get the Phoenix Suns in there. They're like, I, what, 6-0 or whatever. I are. want the Suns. There is no team playing better basketball in Orlando right now than the Phoenix Suns. And I want to see them do it. Like, Memphis Memphis was struggling after the All-Star break. Granted, they had a tougher schedule, but they've had injuries now. I think you let Jaron Jackson's out for the year with a torn meniscus. So that doesn't help. Let's see here. The, the Montreal Canadiens had 71 points. If you were to look at that... In terms of the seeding, they would have been, well, obviously, I mean, they were the 12th best team. They were, how many points back of eight, the 8th eighth spot would they have been? Uh, we got 78, 80, 81. So you would have had, like, they would have been 9 points back of the 8th spot. They're not making that up. They're just not. Unlikely, yeah, but it, it's certainly unlikely with... But I mean, nine points, thirteen games. You know, that's a possible twenty-six points that you could gain uh, if you won out. So, I it, it it is a little absurd. I think it's more absurd what they did with the round robin seeding. Like it, 
I'm fine with the the top four teams playing against one another, but you should have tallied that to their uh, regular season standing because you would have still had some fluctuation in the two through four seeds, but no one could have caught Boston. They were going to be the one seed. Vegas? And Vegas the one seed here? Vegas is the one seed, yep. Yep. So it should be the three. Yes. Well, so we get to the eight to play Chicago Blackhawks. There were six games under five hundred. Yep. I'll get a good one for them. So. And NBA, what do we got? We got East is decided. Just a couple of seeds in the middle. And yeah, Memphis is a half game ahead of the Spurs, Suns, and the Blazers. So I don't know how many games are left in this thing. It's got to be coming to an end pretty, pretty soon. And the Suns but, won uh, again I mean, today, so good on them. Portland, I'd rather see Portland take on the Lakers. They've got, Portland, they've got some guys. You know, so. they do, but Damian Lillard didn't even want to play and be in this thing, so he can he can go to hell, and I want the Phoenix Suns in there. Give me the Phoenix Suns all day long in this. Um... Even though they'll get trounced by the Lakers right away, I, I want to see that. I think I like Portland's got a chance. The Portland can maybe win a couple of games. Yes. Yep, they could. But I want to see Devin Booker. I want to see Devin Booker. He would get me. He would give me reason to watch um, if I watch any of it. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the, the Twins. I'm not off the bandwagon. There's still a lot of season left to be played, but. Crins, there is absolutely no excuse, and I mean zero excuse, to get swept by the Royals and also blow a lead to the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates and have a four-game losing streak. No excuse. Bad offense, not good. Pitching up and down. The manager decided not to use any of his bullpen guys worth a damn this weekend, really because they probably didn't have a lead, so that was disappointing. Uh, the philosophy of we can only use our best pitchers when we're ahead. I hate that. It's stupid. Like, you can come from behind. It is possible to come from behind in the sixth and seventh inning. It is possible to do that. So I thought it was, they basically gave up is what I, that's what pissed me off the most. Not that they lost the games or that they, they didn't use their best pitchers. Mm-hmm. They used Tyler Clippard for one inning. They didn't use Trevor May. They didn't use Taylor Rogers, Sergio Romo, Tyler Duffy. None of those four guys. I don't think any of them pitched a single inning against Kansas City. That was very disappointing. Uh, I think all four of those guys pitched last night, and they won, 4-2. How about that? You use your best players, you use your best pitchers, uh, you're probably going to win. So the offense needs to pick it up. They'll be fine. They'll win the division. That's all I care about. And I just care about winning some playoff games. Yep, agreed. Um, And uh, the Astros seem a little hot under the collar. Everyone's canceled, though. What, uh, Lariano for the Athletics, thinking out a six-game suspension. That Houston coach got a 20-game suspension. Everybody hates Houston. They're going to have to fucking take this for, for quite some time. Yep, and and rightfully so. They have There's no reason to talk. And, like, what is it? Jose Altuve is uh, hitting terrible right now. He can't field. So there's, there's some kind of speculation out there that maybe, you know, he had a lot of help with that the signal stealing. Like that he really isn't that good. I think they'll be fine over the course of a longer season. I think they'll be fine. I think they're plenty good without knowing uh, what the pitches are. So they're struggling right now. 
Washington struggling right now. I hope, I hope, I root for the Marlins to stay in this as long as possible. Me too. Me too. Like they could, they, like they could legitimately make the playoffs since it goes down to eight teams. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to do with the Cardinals, missing what almost two weeks of games. I have no idea how they're going to even attempt to to get within ten games of everybody else. Yeah. So I, I think they're they're supposed to be in Detroit. Thursday, that's not going to happen. Maybe they play this weekend. So it, it, they bung- they bungled their stuff worse than the Marlins have. Yeah, so and that's saying something. Got back on track here. Ellie, like you have to bring them back to play games probably this weekend, and they'll be fine. Just so we don't screw everybody else's season up. Mm-hmm. But like, if they're ten games shy of sixty, and they're in the playoff, like you got to make them up somehow. It's just a mess. So don't leave your apartments, don't leave your houses, don't leave your hotel unless you're going to play a baseball game. Can What if we change this? What if we just said any team in baseball that finishes the season 500 or better gets in? We may not have, that may not be eight teams, or it could be more than eight teams. I'd say it's, you just take the top. I think it's a stupid idea. I think it's ridiculous. How about, I hate it. You just do the t- the top sixteen teams, regardless of American League or National League. You love you love to mix the mix the teams up. Well, it, it, this is a perfect year to, to mix do it. The teams up. Yeah, it'd be fun. But they're not playing. They're playing the other league. But like you know, nobody's playing. Like nobody's going to have common opponents. Right. The, the Twins and the Yankees will play no two teams alike. Outside of the two divisions, nobody is going like uh, at least the World Series. Should be a matchup that we haven't seen this season for whatever that's worth. Yep. I just think you have to figure something out in the case of the Marlins and the Cardinals. The Cardinals for sure. Um, It's fascinating. Uh, Any other thoughts on college football uh, season? I know we kind of, I mean, we've we've went over this almost at nausea. I feel like we could go another uh, hour or so. Doing it, but just any any final thoughts as we kind of wrap this up here. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna talk to Charlie here. Uh, hopefully, get more of his more of his thoughts on the on the season and stuff. I know he last week was kind of more of a proponent of the spring football league than I was. Uh, it's he's and I still am. I'm, not, I'm steadfast against it. You are as well. Uh, uh, not trying to put words in your mouth, but I believe we're on the same page with that, right? I mean, no, no football spring, spring right? So, uh, anything else on this, um, just to kind of wrap things up? Like, I enjoy college football. A lot of people are upset. And we went out with, went without sports there for like three months. And it wasn't awful. It wasn't great. But, like, I'm okay with no college football. Like, I'm not going to lose over any sleep over it. Or you would prefer to have it, but I'm not going to be up in arms. Oh, no, there's no football this year. Like, like I've said in the past, I can do without football for for a good long while here. If we don't have football for a couple of years, that's just fine with me. I'm kind of footballed out right now. I don't care much at all about the football anymore. So, so. this might help rejuvenate um, your batteries for football. I hope so. Okay. Maybe, but I even the Vikings, it's like, all right, whatever. Go have your 10-6 and six season and play a playoff game, see if I care. So... We got the baseball, we got the hockey, we got the basketball. Getting concentrated on college basketball now. Yeah. Put some plans together. Get this done. A bubble. Do something. Because what was college football's plan? 
They didn't have a plan. They said, just, just wait and see. It, it was Trump's plan of, let's see if this goes away. Oh, we didn't do anything different and, and, and nothing changed? Well, shit. Well, no games, I guess. We can't have games. Let's see if we can have games six months from now uh, while we do nothing different. No, yeah, that would be that be that would be a shocker to see what happens six months from now if nothing changes. It would be devastating to me if if college basketball does not happen this year. We we got like we thing, lost out on unlike the matters. flu. Unlike the flu, this virus doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away with the warm temperatures. It doesn't come back with the cold temperatures. It is here to stay unless we eradicate it, like most other countries have. I looked at some of the numbers the other day, stack, and they were embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the numbers. Yeah, uh, give me some country. Uh, you're talking about countries or, or states? Yeah, countries. Let me let me let me scroll down the old Twitter here. Let me, yeah, countries. This was uh, what a day. This was uh, August seventh, so a few days ago. Coronavirus deaths over the past week. United Kingdom had four hundred. Sweden had thirty. Spain had sixty. Japan had thirty. 60, 50, 50, 30, 70, it's Australia, Canada, France, Germany, so anywhere between 30 and 50, 60 deaths, you know, mm-hmm. about 10 a day. United States, 7,200. All these other countries are down to about 10 people dying per day. That is very manageable. The U.S. is down to 1,000 a day dying. That is nowhere close. That is 100 times more than 10. Like, we're not even close. Trump says we're doing very well. We're doing the worst of anybody. Oh, without question. And, and, and no. one thing more on Trump, it's like, a normal person would look at him and say, all right, he lies, he lies, he lies. He, said, he says these things, and if you have any bit of a brain, you're like, well, that's not true, and that's not true, and Jesus Christ, everything he says is false. Mm-hmm. And he would look at that and he'd say, well, this guy's full of shit. Why would I listen to him? But I don't know why everybody doesn't do that. And if there's any undecided voter in this election, you are a goddamn idiot. How the hell can you be undecided? Well, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, Kamala is now the running mate, so that doesn't help matters. But Kamala Harris, uh, I, I would have picked her. I like her a lot. Um, and again, this, I don't think it matters who we picked. This is all about Trump. It doesn't matter who the Democrats have. This is whether or not you want four more years of a goddamn disaster. If you like what's going on, you like this mess we're in, by all means, vote for Trump. Do, do you There's like? Do, do you that. do you like no sports in in America? If so, oh, I love it. <laughs> if you love if it, you then you want to send your kid to school with a mask. Vote for Trump because you're gonna have to do that for the next four years. If you want to get shit back on track and back to somewhat normal, vote for the other old guy because this current old guy is a stupid idiot, <laughs> and we've known that for a fucking long, long time. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> oh, Chris, something, something's going to change. Yeah, something's going to happen. What a fun goddamn period in our lives we're living in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to get bad, but goddamn. <laughs> I think it was going to get this bad. Hell no. It was, the, it was the worst scenario. For, at least we're not in a war. That's the only thing that could make it worse. Oh, d- you we're better knock on wood. We're our old people. Not We're killing enough of our own people over here to make up for any casualties in a potential war. Yeah. Probably in the Middle East or Russia or whoever the hell knows where. So, what a <laughs> what a period in time we're living. Twenty twenty. Oh my. Can can January? Can December thirty first just get here, please? It's gonna be a while. Oh fuck. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good, my friend. Uh, enjoy the rest of the baseball tournament, and uh, we'll, we'll most likely chat next week. All right. We'll see you, and we'll see what other disasters have happened in the world of sport. Oh, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty before we get oh, done with cool. this. <laughs> what, what team's going to go out on the town? What team's going to go out and... Uh, you notice it's like not like it's not the Dodgers or the Yankees or like one of these really really good teams that have a shot at winning the whole thing. Yeah, like the, like the Marlins and the Indians. Oh, let's see. The mm. Cardinals are okay. Like the Padres, loving what the Padres are doing. They're right around five hundred. Maybe the Brew Crew. Who's it gonna be? The Brew Crew. They're gonna go out. Oh, Milwaukee. They're gonna do it. Yeah. What's a dumb team? Like, the Braves, Atlanta's are nearly a stupid, Georgia's a dumb state, but I don't know. They're pretty good. Look like the middle of the road. Like, Detroit's doing really well. I could see, like, the White Sox doing something stupid. They're really not very good. <laughs> Remember, everybody thought the White Sox would go, oh, yeah, the White Sox, they're going to be great. Give it a few years, sure as hell is it now. Yeah. Maybe the Orioles. Who knows? Yeah, some dumb team. Some stupid team. Uh... Very good, my friend. Uh, we'll we'll most likely chat next week unless something uh, unless nothing happens. Who knows? Like, yeah, like I say all the time, you could you could predict something so ridiculous that like it could not be it couldn't be uh, overlooked. That possibility of happening. Who knows? Anything's possible in a COVID nineteen world. That's right. <laughs> it's very exciting. All right, enjoy the baseball this weekend. All right, I'll see you later. Travis Grins joining us here, Sports Block Podcasting. I don't know. Frustrations are plenty uh, for both of us, and I assume for a lot of you listening and those that love sports. And I am a hundred percent positive that a portion of those who love sports also said that this disease is this virus was a hoax and refused to wear a mask and social distance. Guarantee it. And they'll be the ones that are among, they'll be among those who clamor and yell the most if the season does get canceled. As of now, though, ACC, SEC, and Big 12 are proceeding as is. We'll continue the college football talk here and figure out just what the hell we're going to do here now uh, with Charlie Hildebrand. Uh, He'll join us next, and maybe we'll talk some more hockey uh, with Marcus Traxler. See if we can get him on here. That's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, found on podcast.com. Follow Travis Crins on Twitter at Travis Crins. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken. The link to the podcast post mill to later part of each week on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Coming up next, though, more on college football's decision and where we go from here and if we even have a season. Sad to say. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, it's a, uh, you know, Iowa was dark and stormy yesterday as a derecho ran through the state, and we go there now to talk, not about the weather, but uh, maybe the weather's about all, the only thing we'll be able to talk about uh, for a little while. Our good friend, Charlie Hildebrand, uh, kind enough, our resident college football expert, and Charlie, welcome. <laughs> Not much going on in the Thank college you, football agree, world this year. Yeah, thing. I mean, we, we may have to start talking about the weather much more often. I know. I know it's not up your alley, and I don't really care anymore at all. 
I may have to get back into professional wrestling again just because <laughs> of the lack of other options. Hey, the NHL's going is really good right now. Uh, currently in the, uh, the the fourth overtime, Columbus and Tampa Bay are playing tied two two. So if you're into if you want to get started on the NHL playoffs, game one is a doozy between these two teams. Quadruple overtime. I mean, I may have to. I mean, I don't have anything better planned. So. <laughs> Travis and I talked at length about what's going on here. The Big Ten has postponed fall sports. The Pac-12 has po- postponed fall sports, or actually, sports through the end of the year. Uh, I just saw. Yeah, that's going to affect college basketball, at least for the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I, I got to think that college basketball is going to postpone and delay a little bit. Maybe they're going to have a shortened season, or maybe they're going to, you know, extend into May. I'd like May Madness. That has a nice ring to it. But as it stands right now, uh, I just saw something by, from Urban Meyer, or I guess I, I saw an article. I don't know when he did the uh, provided the quote. Probably. A few hours ago, and he said, "The Big Ten is kidding itself." It, it, paraphrasing here, the Big Ten is p- kidding itself if it thinks it's having a spring season, because it, it's just—it's not going to happen. You can't ask players to play, you know, yeah, you know, two calendars or two two years worth of reps in a in one calendar season. It's just not possible. It's not fair for them to do. I've heard a lot of people say that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. Just because a yep. lot of people were saying, like, in March, there's no way you can have football in the fall. And we came a lot closer to it than we thought we would for a while. Now, I don't think you can have a full season in the spring and then a full season in the fall of 2021. I think there's ways you could do this. Is just off the top of my head, I've not thought of this deep detail. I don't think it's insane though to be like, yeah, we're gonna have eight games in, you know, March and April, and then we're gonna have eight games starting in, I guess, October of 2021. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I don't think that's as ludicrous as some. People are saying that that would be now. I like you kind of. I think what you were alluding to, playing twelve games starting in the middle of March and going until you know May, and then taking like a month and a half off, and then playing, getting ramped up again to play a twelve-game schedule starting in September. I do not think that's going to happen. I, I do agree with that. They're not going to do twenty-four games. I but I, I don't think like fifteen. You know, somewhere between 14 and 16 total, mm-hmm. you know, split between, like, 10 months is insane. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that is what's going to happen, but I don't think it's crazy. But also, I could just be in the bargaining stage at this point, too. Yeah, where are you at in the stages of grief? So, I mean, you, I don't know. Where are you at in the stages of grief right now? I don't know. It's weird. I don't really like what the Big Ten did overall. I mean, I'm not saying canceling's wrong, but it's weird that they released a schedule and we're doing like Big Ten Network or on the Big Ten Network doing previews and we're like yep we're doing this and then just like five days later we're like nope changed our mind when nothing really changed yes because last week go ahead last week when we talked the Big Ten hadn't released their schedule like the day after we talked 
They did. So it was like, oh, we, we just talked about all this stuff, and you know, like the Big Ten. When are they going to come out with a decision in their schedule? And like, oh, here it is, a big uh, schedule release. The SEC had a, a weird schedule release, like sh- releasing the final two games of the schedule. Oh, like that's that should get people really amped up and and stuff. And and then the MAC cancels on on Saturday, and then wind started to pick up of. Like, maybe the Big Ten's going to do something. And then Monday, you had all of these various reports, a, a lot of information out there. Some of it's true, some of it's not. But, I mean, it, it was constantly changing, kind of like the wind. And then, you know... the, the wind in Iowa. Yep. Exactly. Then the, the Mountain West postpones their all, for, all fall, fall sports. They were looking towards the spring. And that's significant because of Boise State. And then the Big Ten comes around here on Tuesday and postpones the fall. The Pac-12 follows soon. It's like, what What changed? Like, obviously, we learn more about the coronavirus by the day, by the hour in some cases, uh, just because it's ever-evolving. And, and then in the world of medicine and stuff, it, there's a lot that is changing. But how could you go from releasing the schedule to flat-out postponing the season or really in all likelihood canceling it uh within yeah. a five-day span what what changed in your mind what what do you think they found out that maybe they didn't before or came What's, to the realization if you want to take the cynical side just the, the like the incredibly cynical anti-ncaa it i'm not saying this is wrong but i've heard some people say that the only reason they did it this way was that they wanted to get kids like on campus and ready to go so that then when they canceled and hopefully that other conferences would soon follow that they would be less likely to transfer as of if they you know I I don't know if that's true but I think it's safe to say that if the Pac-12 or the Big Ten would have canceled the season a month ago or a month and a half ago well before any of the other conferences there probably would have been a lot of people from those conferences that would have quickly transferred to a different school. Right. So, but I don't know. And also, another thing that I heard someone at work bring up, and it could be true, maybe not. I think it's possible that maybe this is part of the reason. I don't know if I'd say it's the only reason, but with all of the players trying to take over different aspects of things, that part of it was the NCAA saying, well, we're doing this because we want to figure out how to save our own hide before we start playing in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that could be true. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much any of that or if there was just stuff, you know, medically related to the coronavirus that they did. But, you know, like, like we both mentioned, it's, it just seems very odd that they went from like, nope, this is what we're going to do, to just completely say, no, not at all. Where, and I'm not an expert on any of, you know, the virus and how things spread or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised they didn't at least have the one last ditch effort of like, hey, we're not going to start when we said we were going to start. We're going to start like the first or the second week in October sure. and try to play like seven games. Yep. And if we can't do it, then then we'll kick the can further down the road. And it just seems weird that for so long they were kicking the can down the road, and they didn't get to the end of the road yet. They were close to the end of the road, but not at the very end. 
And then they just said, yeah, we're just going to throw this away. We got tired of playing this game. So, I mean, we can so, go. So that maybe was the right yep. decision. I don't know. But it just it does not go with what they had been doing for the previous five or six months, though. I'm kind of going selfishly here, and that's the, the word of the day, because I think that's what a lot of Americans have been, is selfish regarding this whole coronavirus thing and not wearing the mask and doing the social distancing and doing what we would need to do to curve the the trend and, and get this virus down in this country to be able to have a college football season. And I think it's kind of ironic that now we're going to hear from some of the loudest people that want college football, especially those like if the SEC or when the SEC and the ACC follow suit, they're going to be the loudest that you know. Why is college football can't you know canceled or postponed? Like this is stupid, and they're going to be the and they're also the ones who refuse to wear a mask and think that the coronavirus is a hoax. I think that's it's kind of funny. I'm not that saying that's sure, everyone. I think we should say that it's not like those are the only places where people don't do it. Right. I, oh, yes. Absolutely. It might Ab- be a little bit better in other states, but I don't think we should pretend like everybody in California does it. No, no. Either. Nope. It, it's, it's, wide, it's widespread. It's across the board. In, every, in all 50 states, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, like, I think we'll hear from some of the loud... You're already hearing it from people who are upset about it, but people in any walk or, like, any state, there are those who think that, you know, wearing a mask infringes their rights and, um, you know, that, that the coronavirus is a hoax. Or it's not as big as a problem as what everyone says it's out to be. That aside, or if you want to expand on that or go off on that, that's fine. I mean, we could go a number of different angles here. So what what stands out to you the most? What is what is your biggest takeaway from everything that we've had to digest so quickly in the last 48 to 72 hours or so? Um, well, right now, I think the biggest thing is we'll see what the other conferences do. It's going to be... I think it seems very unlikely at this point that the other conferences don't cancel, postpone to spring, or whatever you want to call it, not play in the fall. But aside from that, I'm just thinking that whether they play next in the spring of 2021 or the fall of 2021, I think we've maybe talked about this some, and certainly other people have, but like we're, we're, there's going to be so many weird like eligibility issues and how some of this is going to work with you know we've got redshirt sophomores who weren't going to play anyways and just go to the draft we've got people that are I mean like I would imagine you probably saw today that you know Kate Johnson from South Dakota State put his name in the transfer portal and yep. transfer somewhere yep I don't know that wherever he would want to go is going to be playing football this fall anyway that was Krenz's point too I I said I don't know if that that could almost be a separate issue like do we need to look is there something going on within the football program or something that would um, cause him to leave like is there something within is there something within the SDSU athletic department has something happened that would cause one of SDSU's best players to want to leave and transfer but you're and it's worth noting that they've had like other really good players the last three to five years that would have been good enough to transfer to FBS or power five school like absolutely the country would have taken Dallas Goddard absolutely and said like yeah we'll take this guy and if he's not our best tight end, he'll probably be our second best tight end. Yep. And we would love to have him. Yep. And that for an FCS school, it's a little surprising, I guess, in some ways they haven't had, 
maybe more guys transfer up. So it is notable that yeah. But yeah, like you said, I I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, it could be something internally at South Dakota State. And play. and it's it's probably nothing. It probably has more to do with the fact that SDSU is not going to be able to play football this year. Because I mean, you think about that. Last week, the Division Two and Division Three they postponed or canceled all fall sports. FCS. I think it took them a little while to get together on this. I mean, we already had the MEAC and the Pioneer and the CAA say they weren't going to play. But, you know, I think once the Big Sky, I think had the Big Sky not said we're going to postpone, then I think the Missouri Valley was going to try and, and proceed. And I think they would have, I think they would have tried to go at least a little further. But once the Big Sky went down, it's like, okay, there's really not that much left. Uh, so, you know, the Missouri Valley just kind of folded up, and and that's it's fine. You, above all, you want everyone safe and healthy, and that's the number one thing. You shouldn't have to risk your lives to for our enjoyment and amusement, just so it, it potentially risk long term health issues. That, that's absolutely not safety's above safety and the health of the players is that, above. And all. I partially agree with that, but also football is incredibly violent and dangerous anyway. Yes, so absolutely. Sort of yes. It goes against what you were saying in the first place. Yep. Yep. And, and not just football. I mean there's I mean, I don't know if there's any other team sports aside from hockey or rugby, which nobody in the United States cares about that have that same now you go know, individual sports, you can throw in, you know, boxing and Mixed yep. martial arts and things like that, but yep, it's an inherently violent game, so no doubt about that. But yeah, I, I, I just don't know. I, I want them to play, but I want that I want them to do it the right way. And it, it's, I think this just speaks to an overall lack of leadership, with, not only within the NCAA and Mark Emmert, who's remained largely silent, but it seems like the NCAA has no power over college football. Which is a little odd, but no, they really don't. I mean, they, the the NCAA in regards to FBS football and specifically Power Five would be like the United States in the mid eighteen hundreds if there was no president, right. or just be like, yeah, I mean, sure, we're we're states, but there's not one person in charge to to make certain decisions and. And yeah, and, and and I don't think that's going to change because if you were if you're a college football school or conference you know, I mean, and you, we could do this with anything in life you know whether it's politics or business or relationships do you want to cede power to someone else where in some ways it would be good it could also create more problems yep too so I mean I the the one thing that just it just really stands out to me is the lack of leadership overall and the lack of unity amongst the Power Five conferences. I mean, it seems you would think that they they all have a vested interest, of course, in this because of the money that's involved. But and and that comes from TV rights and also you know attendance at games and stuff. But I mean, for the Big Ten to kind of be the leaders of this and say, okay, we have to do what's right, and the SEC is like, yeah, we will, but you know, we're pretty confident and we're going to follow through with the season. The ACC says, yeah, we're going to have a season, and the Big Twelve is largely signed. Like they're like the 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 little the youngest brother or sister, the youngest sibling who can't get a word in edgewise at the dinner table. Uh, <laughs> One of the funniest things I saw today was, and I don't know if this is actually true, but. It could have just been speculation, but someone saying that the SEC was looking to the Big Twelve and saying like, "Hey, 
you need to be the conference that stands in line with us so we can do this. And someone responding to that basically saying, like, the one thing you ever want is to have to rely on the Big 12 because the Big 12, in all its entities with different makeups of schools, has never been able to get together and agree on anything ever. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many schools, I mean, I think of power conferences, not including the Big East, which isn't a football conference anymore. Right. I don't think I don't think any other conferences had more changes and movement than the Big Twelve. Yeah. You know, like the Pac twelve and the Big Ten have, have added some schools, but I don't think any of those other conferences have lost schools leaving to go to other places. So. Right. Right. Um I, I just so long story short, the Big Twelve is always chaotic. Yes. And ever trying to guess what the Big Twelve's gonna do is impossibly difficult i it just it just floors me that they can't all reach a definitive decision and krenz doesn't think there's going to be any football played until 2021 i i feel like the sec and the ACC well i think he's i mainly college football but certainly that he thinks that the nfl might uh have to postpone or cancel their season not get through an entire season anyway um I, I, it just stuns me that the 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 ACC, the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the and the Big Twelve cannot come together on a decision. And I think it's maybe a I don't know. I, I think premature is the wrong word to use here with the Big Ten because I think they are being responsible. They are being cautious rather than uh, rather than chancing it, and that is totally fine. But how do you go from releasing a schedule last week to postponing the season? And how do you guys not all have like, relatively the same plan? And the ACC and the SEC say they're going to forge ahead. And I don't know what that this means for the Sun Belt and Conference USA and the AAC. We haven't heard from those conferences, little that they matter, I guess, relatively speaking. But... I mean, it, it, this is just mass chaos that just keeps getting more chaotic by the hour, it feels like. It is, but it, to your point, uh, to be fair, we should also point out that the conferences can't even agree on, like, hey, we should all have nine games. No, we should all have eight games. Right, no, they, they can't even a, a conference schedule. Yep. No, we should play FCS games the week before we play one of our toughest opponents of the season. Yep. So we're... We have an off week, so yep. I'm honestly not surprised that they can't agree on this just because they're I mean, we can even like take sports out of it and look, let's not even look at the political aspect of like blue and red states if you just take any random person from, you know, let's say one from South Dakota one from California one from Texas and one from New York mm-hmm. you could probably find some things they'd all agree on, you'd also find a lot of things that we that they would not agree on. And yep. that's just the way it works because they're from different parts of the country and look at things differently and have different, you know... Viewpoints. Viewpoints. and Yeah, so it's... Yeah, but I, I completely agree that it's a huge... It's a very chaotic cluster. You know what? <laughs> I don't remember what the policy is on swearing on. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, whatever. So I I will refrain from it just in case. I've said I've I've at least at least to that extent with four letter F words. I've I've uh, food. Yes, food. It's definitely it's a cluster food all around. (laughs) 
I swore in here because I'm so frustrated. You know, I, I, I've done my part. You know, or it, I've helped. I've tried to help do my part in terms of, you know, staying, you know, socially distant. Uh, you know, staying in inside, trying to do, wearing a mask, doing what I can to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And I feel like a lot of us that have done that are being robbed. Well, we are being robbed of sports because of the decisions and actions of others. And, and the virus itself. I mean, there's no doubt that this virus is a, of course, it's very deadly. Look how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have died, not only in the U.S., but around the world. But I mean, it, it's just, we are playing, we are at the mercy of the virus's hands here. If it has hands. I would assume it does. Uh, well, it's got a crown. We know that. Much. We do. It, uh, yes. Uh, but what are... So I just I'm upset that this that we even have had to get to this point because we've had I mean this no, is five months in the making. Yeah, I guess for basically any anybody alive, whether they cared about football or not, this is probably going to be the first fall where we've not had football. Period. Because I'm pretty sure even during World War II they had it. Now it wasn't the same, and you know there were Rose Bowls played in. There was one year, I think they played in North Carolina. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know who the oldest person in, in, on the planet is, but I'm assuming they're not older than uh, when Rutgers and Princeton first played in the 1800s. Yeah, I would, so, I would guess not. So, yeah, was, I, so I mean, this is new not just for us, but for, for everyone. So... Where else? I'm just going to lend you the the floor here, lend you the time. Where would you like to? Where else would you like to go with this? What are you feeling? What are your overall thoughts on everything that has gone down? I don't know. I think it's sort of just the disappointment of you know, like I don't have a specific example off the top of my head, but I'm sure you know what I mean when I say this. Something in life where you're just like, you know. I hope it works out this way, but I just have this feeling it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And always trying to convince yourself, like, oh no, it'll be okay. <laughs> you know, like, like, like going on to some trip, like not like a vacation, but going on some trip somewhere, and just worried that you know you're going to get lost or something, and then you're like, oh no, it'll be fine. I won't get lost. You're defining okay. a Minnesota sport. Just like, oh no. I got lost. The one thing that I didn't want to have happen happened. You're def- in the back of my mind. I thought it would, and I tried to convince myself it would. You're defining. You're defining a Minnesota sports fan to a T. Just always trying to convince themselves that something better is going to happen, and it never does because it's Minnesota sports. That's, there's probably a lot of truth. But yeah, I, I, that's that's a fair comparison. I was trying to think of a non-sports example, but of a sports example specifically, and that is. <laughs> incredibly accurate what do you make of the players i would say it's it's more like if you live somewhere where your internet works but it's spotty and then you're like all right as long as the internet works during this huge thing that i'm going to watch on you know youtube tv or whatever streaming service as long as it works that day then i'm okay and you're just like i know it's not going to work that day because that's just the way what goes sometimes and then we say you probably have media (laughs) come Um, It'd be like if you were waiting. It would be like if, if we all knew about Tiger King ahead of time, but only saw the first episode and had to wait like five months for the next one. And then that day when you go to watch it, you're just like, oh no, I can't believe that 
not only does my internet not work, but nobody's works, and nobody will be able to watch this for another five months. Speaking of Tiger King, I, 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 did, did I remember? Did you finish Tiger King? I did. Yes. Okay, I thought you did, but couldn't remember. <laughs> Tiger King was so long ago, even though that was when we had already gotten into quarantine time. That that itself feels like it was about a year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. The longest year of our lives, without a doubt. And speaking of the Tiger King, did you see that uh, the family for Carol Baskin's first husband has now offered a $100,000 reward for information regarding his death because of, and I, like, we've seen this coming, but just the amount of attention that this has gone and everyone thinking that she killed him. So, uh, apparently a $100,000 reward. So, a cold case as cold as it can get in Florida uh getting revved up again so that's interesting news you sound like you're in a far better spot than i am um and i am honestly i'm in the point where it hasn't fully hit me yet oh i'm sorry it's it's probably gonna be well no, it's, it's gonna happen at some point is it gonna it's happen in september gonna be, I, I think it's because work-wise usually high school stuff sport starts before college stuff starts yeah and as of now, they're still planning on doing Iowa sports. I mean, we'll see how that goes. But it'll be either when those get canceled or when they don't get canceled, but we're having, you know, the first, you know, football Friday. And then being like, oh, yeah, football doesn't start this week. It's next week. And I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. We don't have it at all, period. And it's going to be this slow build up to I don't know I may there will probably be a Saturday where I just sit in my apartment and probably spend like half an hour quietly sobbing to myself about how sad I am and, that I can't watch football this and year and you have weekends off that's the worst part <laughs> I know this has been so weird that I the first half of last year I missed everything and then I got caught up you know when I was able to start again but there were a lot of things that I didn't know because I missed so much and then the first, I, like, if we go back to most in the SID office in South Dakota State, I worked most Saturdays, but not all. This was going to be the first Saturday since 2009 that I had every Saturday off. Wow. And unfortunately, that's been taken away from me. What? And now, like, we, uh, for anyone listening, we, you know, I started, before we even started recording, I was in a higher, happier not happy mood, but more upbeat than Stackett was. And then you were very depressed and brought me down. Yeah. And then when we started, it was kind of the same thing where I was a little bit more upbeat. And now, <laughs> now it's really, it's really fallen. And now I feel much more sad. I'm so I'm sorry to bring you down to my level of grief and where I'm at here. I and I, like it's the realization that I'm going to have to get back into professional wrestling. I mean. <laughs> And I, I like college football because it's something to watch in the fall. It's something to keep attention to. Like, you know, we do the Google spreadsheet and the picks and stuff like that, that as a group. That's fun to do. But you love college football. So I I feel so bad for you and so many other people who look at Saturday as like, oh, yes, it's like a holiday every week for me. All this football I get to watch. It, it's just it makes me so mad about what's going on Uh you know, around the country that we haven't done enough to be able to stop this. I would ask you this, though. Like, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are the face... Trevor Lawrence is the face of college football. Let's 
let's not make no mistake about it. And probably, I mean, it's tough because there's so much turnover every year that sure. it's hard to have one face. But if we had to pick a face. I mean, it would either be him or Justin Fields. Yeah. It would probably be Lawrence. And those, so he's won a national title, so yeah. And those two are two of the players who started, you know, this movement on social media about, you know, the hashtag, we want to play. And Trevor Lawrence came out with what I thought was a fairly eloquent uh, and well-reasoned, thought-out n- number of reasons why, you know, that the players want to play and that why college football needs to happen. They're going to be safer from the coronavirus and stuff, and that's that's fine. I guess what were your thoughts on these players? And what's really weird, at least kind of what caught my attention or the way I'm thinking of it is that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields arguably have more to to lose by playing this season if they got hurt. They're going to be the presumptive number one and number two picks in – in next year's Maybe. draft, so I mean, that's what everyone always says. But there's weird things combine-wise. But but yeah, sort especially with Lawrence, he he would be surprising that he's not the number one pick whenever a draft is next. So the fact that if they played and were to get injured, that could be huge ramifications for the money that they could make and going number one overall and all that stuff in next year's NFL draft. But the fact that they want to play and so many other players want to play, and it should be noted that players like Rashad Bateman from Minnesota and uh, the, you know, some guys at Pittsburgh and Penn State have already opt- were already choosing to opt out. But when you have those guys, I thought that movement might make the Power Five conferences think a little bit more about what they were doing. And obviously, that wasn't the case. No, I mean, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, maybe maybe it did. Maybe it postponed everything by 12 hours or something. <laughs> but, but no, it doesn't. I, I, I mean, I guess I'm not overly surprised that the players want to play just because, you know, that's how they're wired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of like in movies when you see the hero of the movie, like, make a decision that sometimes is a good decision frequently it's a bad decision mm-hmm. but you're like you know what that's why we like them because they just wanted to do it and, and then, I mean I think that's just how they are that they did this for this long yep. and it's you know all the hard work it's and- great to say and, and the other thing is they're also they're young enough that I mean we were 19, 20 and 21 in college which God seems incredibly long ago now that I say that but you know, we we, I, we all thought that we. I, I'm sure there were plenty of very stupid things that you did that you thought, yeah, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, yes. like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I probably won't get hurt, and this won't be an issue. Yep. it certainly happened with me. Oh yeah, it happened with me too. I mean, I and I understand the argument. I saw something like Joe Burrow saying, you know, if this COVID thing had happened last year, I wouldn't be playing in the NFL right now. Or certainly wouldn't be the number one overall pick. So you're de- you're taking away the chance for some of these players. You're you're destroying their hopes of ever making it in the NFL and having a career uh, playing football uh, because of this. And I think that's something that. And I understand the liability is a huge thing, but I want I would hope that college athletics. You know, the Big Ten, these conferences, I hope they took that into consideration, the fact that you could be destroying some kid's hopes of being able to play in the NFL if he had a breakout season. Um, 
The other thing, though, of note in that, and I've seen it, like where they're saying, like, oh, the kids, they aren't thinking like long-term ramifications. They need someone out there that needs to be uh, watching out for their best interest. And I understand that point. But then I also hear the people saying that, oh, the players need to have a, a, a players association or a players coalition, you know, like someone had, they need to form a union and stuff in all of this. And I don't, I just want to tell those people to shut the hell up because they, you can't have it both ways. You can't have someone saying, well, they need to be represented and everything like that. And they need to have their voice, a voice and then say, well, they need to have someone look out for them because if they are, they aren't thinking, they're thinking, they're nearsighted. They aren't looking at the, you know, down the line in a few years. I, you can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it too, I guess is the the best analogy for that. So I to those people I, I like the Florio mean. and Booger McFarlands are shut up. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying like to the Mike Florios and the Booger McFarlands who are saying that, you could shut up right now because you you have to take a side here on that. I I just don't think you can you can have both sides to that argument as strong. I, I know one thing that always makes me feel kind of awkward and uncomfortable is when people Specifically, not that saying that someone shouldn't play because it's a bad financial decision. It's wrong necessarily. But when people do it with like the certain attitude of like, no, you have to do this because I know more than you. And since I said this, that means you have to listen to me. You don't know enough to know this. And there's something about that that's always just kind of awkward and uncomfortable with me of telling someone who like legally is an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about kids that are at least. 18 and playing college sports you know and in this case you know they're all gonna i don't know if any 18 year olds or there's no remember many that they've ever said you should not play and sit out two or three years but right you know frequently at 19 20 21 of being like oh no you can't play it's like well but if they want to play it, the other thing too is i mean if you're an nfl team and i'm not saying this is they necessarily should do this but if you're an owner do you want to pay a whole bunch of money to a guy who's just like no nope, I played, I played one game, and now I'm not going to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I, just because, you know, I mean, like we've also seen it that there are times in the NFL where there's six games left in the season, but a team's not going to make the playoffs. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, well, you're going to shut things down. And they're like, well, no, I still want to play because I get paid money, and I'm good at this. Yes. Yep. I don't know. It's weird that they, and like I said, I, it's not just that they say that. It, it, it's the way certain people say it with yep. a sort of like of an attitude. And it just weirds me out where it's like, hey, you're really good at this, but don't do it because it's a bad idea. Well, like, well, but if they want to do it. Well, and like Booger McFarlane and Danny Cannell have kind of said like, well, they should sign a waiver saying that they, that they don't hold any... The, the university liable if something were to happen. But that's not fair to them because they they need to make sure that the testing continues to happen on routine. You can say, yes, I want to play and assume the, the risk of playing, but you also need to make sure that you're doing everything possible that the spread of the coronavirus isn't going to impact the team or impact individuals' long-term health. And that's where I think that that goes a little far because if you sign that, then you can say like, well, you signed it. You know, we don't. We can be a little more lax now with the testing and everything like that. I, do, I don't think you can go that far. I just don't agree with the standpoint of they need representation, they need to form a union, and then say, 
Well, they really shouldn't be able to make a decision. Be they need someone else looking out for their future a little better. I, I just don't. I can't see that both sides of that argument. And in terms of like signing a waiver, I'm certainly not a legal expert. The only law class I ever took was media law, and I think I only got a B in it. But I'm pretty sure like signing that any any pandemic things the school can't be held liable for is not gonna hold up in a legal sense in court. I mean, especially if it gets, like, really bad. Yeah. You know, if you're like, hey, I got the coronavirus but was fine and didn't have any other health problems. Like, that might hold up. But if it's like, no, I got it and spread it to 17 family members and 12 of them died, I don't know if that one sheet of paper would hold up. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't want to go too far with this because I am not a legal expert at all. But I know there are plenty of cases of people signing things, and then they're like, well, based off the context, he signed it. What we thought we knew or didn't know, that this is not legally binding anymore. Yep. And certainly the universities are looking out from that standpoint of, you know, they don't want to be held liable if something happens and risk a million dollars, billion dollars in lawsuits. Certainly, I mean, they would take a huge financial loss if that happened. So I think that, you know, it almost feels like they're kind of cutting their losses right now. But a team near and dear to your heart, Nebraska, Scott Frost is hell-bent on playing on a season. Jim Harbaugh, I think, would play a season if, if he could. Uh, Nebraska says they're looking at all options. I, Kevin Warren... Guess what? Back to the Big 12, well, baby. Who would have thought this was going to happen? I mean, Kevin Warren, now the Big Ten commissioner, he used to be the COO of the Minnesota Vikings. He says that... He understands the the frustrations of some of the coaches and stuff, but that the Big Ten is all in this together. Like, they're 14 entities, and the 14 entities need to to go about this the right way. Should Nebraska choose to play fall sports? And if they want to, they they should be held out of, like... The big t- anything that happens to them, the Big Ten themselves should not be held liable. Only Nebraska should be, because this is their choosing. But I wonder, like... If Nebraska can somehow figure out a way to play a, col- a, a college season, would this be enough damage that they would get kicked out of the Big Ten and have to go back to, say, the Big 12? Do you do you foresee that happening? Like, what are your thoughts I mean, with Potentially, no- it could be. I mean, I think I'm going to say ahead of time that they're not going to play because I don't think it's going to work out that way. Well, I mean, it probably, um, maybe, probably every team isn't going to play. From the Big Ten's point of view, I think the real issue is that the television rights through the Big Ten, they couldn't do. Right. Because they wouldn't be sponsored and they're canceling it, so that wouldn't work. Now, if we really want to go, like, shady third world country stuff, if Nebraska plays, but they don't televise it, and they just record it and sell them on bootleg DVDs, I don't know if the Big Ten can stop that. Although right. you could also pretty easily get caught when all of a sudden there's DVDs that people copy and post online and games being played. So so maybe they are kind of contractually obliged to not play. I don't know. Yeah. I, if they want to do that, if they want to play the season, if they want to assume the risk, then I guess that's fine. But they need to know about the ramifications going forward and potentially getting kicked out of the Big Ten. But... I don't know if the Big Ten would want to do that and want to lose, you know, risk losing Nebraska. 
It's that's a very precarious situation that I I, I just don't know about. But Scott Frost seems hell bent on it. So as a Huskers fan, if there is like. Let's say the ACC and the SEC, if they're able to pull a season off, if the Big 12 is able to pull a season off, would you be okay? Would you want to see Nebraska play college football this season, even if it means like scrapping together a season? Without a doubt, I would. I am not ashamed to say that I selfishly would be like, yep, go ahead and play and let me watch. And play play against all the old Big 8 teams that you used to play against. But not Texas, because I hate Texas. <laughs> you want to play Texas Tech or Baylor, that's fine. I don't care either way. <laughs> but make sure you flip off Texas and don't play them. They give them the DX crop. The, the DX crotch job. But yeah, I would 100% watch it. And some people would say, wow, they shouldn't be playing. That's not healthy. That's not safe. And I'd say, you know what? You're probably right. But selfishly, I want to watch sports. So you would and be. I would watch it. You would be okay, though, if. If the if Nebraska was the rogue child that you know was grounded and then said, "Yo, you can't go to the rock concert tonight," and yet you slip out the window at seven p.m. and, and go to it anyway, defying your parents' orders. Like that's uh, it. To say it that way, am I okay with Nebraska being the cool kids? Like, yeah. Okay. okay. Sure. Okay. So, and I'm sure that Nebraska isn't going to be the only team thinking that. Like, if Nebraska does this. Defies it. Does Michigan try it? We should also say here, I I don't know if this is true, but a tweet from the Dan Patrick show yesterday claimed that of the 14 Big Ten schools, 12 presidents voted not to play, and the only two that voted that they wanted to play were the presidents at Nebraska and Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So I think there's. I don't know if that necessarily means anything, but I would assume that if there was another Big Ten school. That would be the most likely to say, you know what, we want to play games. That Iowa would be the next most likely. Now, if it, if it came to the point of like, if you if you do this, you're going to get kicked out of the conference. I don't. Uh, I feel very confident Iowa would not do it because they've been in the Big Ten for forever. I mean, Nebraska. I don't know. We could we could get into like real interesting sliding door situations. Well, they, I don't think they'd do it if they didn't have a landing ground, and if the landing ground was you know the MAC or the Conference USA, they wouldn't do it. But it, if the Big Twelve took him back, would say like, no, we'll take you back. Then we get into like real interesting territory. And now I'm not sad anymore, Stacken. Now I'm intrigued by this hypothetical question. You and I have just created right now. Of would I would I be willing for Nebraska to leave the Big Ten to go back to the Big Twelve right now, especially if they could play this fall? And at this second, I'm leaning towards yes right now. Go back to Big Twelve. I don't even know if this is like what this necessarily pertains to, but uh, Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm reading a tweet from Adam Rittenberg from ESPN. He says. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson, emphatic that the school will play again. Uh, I mean, and when asked if, uh, let, let me get, something happened here. Let me let me pull the tweet back up. But, like, does that mean Arizona State wants to defy the Pac-12 orders and they want to try and play? Like, how many of these programs, if they truly want to go through with this and the schools are like, oh, crap, I mean... I mean, the presidents, I would guess, the, the presidents and chancellors could be the ultimate uh, stop. If you do this, you're going to get fired sort of deal. So maybe that happens. But uh, 
I, I don't know. Here, here's uh, what Ray Anderson said. On other schools from other leagues attempting to recruit Sun Devils athletes, have at it, Anderson said. I, I don't know what that means. Like, re- you're trying to recruit, uh, you know, the players themselves onto your team, or are you trying to recruit Arizona State to play athletics? I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I, I wonder. I assume if- he means Arizona State players to transfer, but I, like I said, I don't know. I- like, maybe Jaden Daniels. I. I just I, I truly wonder how many schools are going to try and go the Nebraska route and go rogue and and try and join up with another conference for you know albeit just one year if that's the case or maybe they go independent and just try and do something. I don't know if that's going to be the case because we don't know right now if there's going to be a college football season and it looks highly unlikely. Uh, we'll see what the ACC and the SEC do. Uh, Travis says he thinks by the end of the week, uh, college football season entirely will be canceled. The ACC and the SEC won't go through with it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know. Certainly if those leagues cancel off, then I mean, then Nebraska's SOL, and you're just going to have to look to either the spring or the fall. I would, again, I'm the 2021 fall proponent, but I mean... If, if the ACC and the SEC do decide to go through with it, I would just find that to be very interesting um, to see how many schools from the various conferences that have canceled choose to try and go through with the football season. And maybe Nebraska is just the only one. I've been thinking about this as we've been talking. I think I know why Nebraska will not play, even if Scott Frost says he wants to and fans want to and the presidents want to. I don't know the or I, I, I don't know all the details about conference alignment and affiliation for anyone. I mean I know some things. I am sure I do know that a lot of times you have to pay an exit fee to leave early. And yep. I would imagine that Nebraska's exit, they would say, if you want to, you can. You'll be kicked out and you'll have to pay this entire exit fee. Which, I don't know how much that would have been when they left the Big 12, but that was much different then. But leaving when you're not going to have a full season anyway, so you're not going to have nearly as much money. I don't follow politics, so I don't know the situation in the economy. I feel confident in saying the economy is not operating at 100% efficiency. You got that right. <laughs> because of this, which would mean donations are almost certainly down. Yep. So you would be trying to do it with much, much less money than you thought you were going to have this year. But And you are probably going to have to be possibly cutting Olympic programs. And I think that's a difficult thing to say, hey, we're going to leave the conference and play games this fall and make a little bit of money, but we're also going to have to cut the, the bowling and the men's golf team because sure. of it. So, but if long you're... story short, I've gone full circle, and even though I kind of want Nebraska to go back to the Big 12, I don't think it's going to end up happening, and I don't think what, Even for a one-year deal where they would choose to say, you know what, we're willingly just going out here, we're going to remain a part of this, but if you're preventing us from playing football – you know, when we want to, we'll join up with another conference for like one year, kind of form our own, like COVID nineteen. Maybe call it the COVID nineteen conference. Um, I, you, you I think the Big Ten, the Big Ten would kick them out for this specific reason? Mm-hmm. Let's say in football this year, the NFL. Let's assume the NFL plays a full season, 
and let's say the Minnesota Vikings uh, get the coronavirus, but nobody else in the league does, and the Vikings miss the whole season. Yep. Let's say Harrison Smith says, hey, I still want to play Minnesota. I'm going to go play for the Packers this year. Do you think the Vikings would let him do that? Yeah, probably not. So I'm assuming we'll just extrapolate instead of going specific teams, going with the conference. I would assume that's how the Big Ten would look at that and be like, no, we're not going to let you do this. If you want to do this, you are forced to leave the conference and you're going to have to pay the entire exit fee, which I don't know what it is, but I would imagine it's an astronomically high number. That's a a very good analogy. That's a a good point, one that I... um, I necessarily Nobody's thought better of. at coming up with slightly above average analogies on the fly <laughs> sometimes than I am. Well, now I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, I don't know if I should remain cautiously optimistic or or not. Um, certainly, this sucks too when the Gophers are finally good at football and then we have to get ravaged by a. a coronavirus sucks any other thoughts charlie on this here before um before we say so long any other any other thoughts that you can think of and i'm sure if uh, when if if news changes by the time and you know next week rolls around we'll do another podcast i'll have you on again and we could talk about that and hopefully you know if the acc and sec can we we might have to keep doing these all the time just because I mean, we're going to run out of... We're going to get so bored, we're going to have to do these to keep ourselves right. entertained. Well, certainly our season preview, if there is a college football season, will, will be a hell of a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could do one, but yeah, it'll be... We can come up, we're creative. We can come up with something. So, any other final thoughts for you on, on what we... I think seen? the only other thing I've got is that I'm, it's probably not going to really hit me until this weekend... Just because I'm going to be in, you know, working mode. So, but on Saturday, I would bet that it's really going to hit that, like, oh yeah, it's only August, and I don't have football to look forward to, and it's not going to be a super fun next few months, sports-wise. I guess I'll only only have action movies Saturday to look forward to. Uh, Tua and the Dolphins, maybe, too. Hopefully. We'll see. A lot can happen between now and, and a month from when the NFL is supposed to kick off. Chiefs-Texans, September 10th. We'll see if that happens at all. Charlie, I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll uh, when if more news happens, if something breaks next week, uh, we'll, we'll certainly... We'll do another one, uh, another one of these podcasts, and we'll we'll talk more about it. And I don't know. Hopefully, a s- season will be salvaged, but uh, doesn't look great right now. Doesn't look great, Bob. Doesn't look great. It is bad, but yeah. Thanks for having me on, and and uh, hopefully we can all stay Rona free. Amen to that. You can have a Corona if you want. Corona Ultra, Corona Light. You know what? Just to be safe, I'm not even going to do that. Oh, okay. I mean, Corona Refresca, very good uh, seltzer type of uh, passion fruit seltzer. It's quite delicious. Uh, but if you want to go the regular Corona um, beer route, that's also nope, a good I'm going to start my own beer, and I'm going to call it Vaccine. I'm going to sell it right next to Corona. Oh, what a great idea. What a great idea. Damn, that's a, that's a billion-dollar idea right there. 
You, I'll, 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 I'll help fund oh, this. Oh, that's what I'm to be doing instead of watching football on Saturday. Well, okay, so. there you, I'll help you. I'll help you brew the beer. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Yep, talk to you later. Charlie Hildebrand, kind enough to join us. And, well, I think we went on a roller coaster ride together in terms of the emotions that we're feeling with the college football season. Or lack thereof, if it will happen. Big Ten, Pac-12. Postponing football to the spring, like Urban Meyer said. Ain't gonna happen. It just isn't. We'll talk hockey next. We'll see if Marcus can join us. If not, we'll we'll recap what happened in the qualifying round. Who got Alexis Lafreniere? The prized prospect from Canada. Talk hockey next. And wrap things up on this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Now available on podcast.com. The marathon game is finally over. The, the the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2 in five overtimes. It is the fourth longest game in Stanley Cup playoff history, uh, or NHL playoff history. Uh, can you imagine? Three games lasting longer than that. What a marathon game. Um no Marcus this week. We'll get him next week, and we'll do a f- deeper dive into the first round of the playoffs here. The qualifying round, very exciting. In the East, it, we saw two upsets in the West, or in uh, three, really. Um, three upsets. Didn't expect to see both 12 seeds upended the five seeds. Chicago took down Edmonton, who was playing in their host city, and uh, Montreal took down the Mighty Penguins. And that's a significant upset. Upset Like, Chicago beating Edmonton is a surprise. No doubt about it. But Montreal taking down mighty Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jason Zucker, uh, Jack Getzel. I mean, that's, that's significant in so many ways. Um, it's, it's, it's just a mighty upset. No doubt about it. And the Columbus Blue Jackets surprised Toronto. That was the best series of the qualifying round. Uh, shutouts in back-to-back games. First Columbus shut out Toronto. Then Toronto shut out Columbus. Columbus got ahead. Then they had a two-goal lead or three-goal lead and then had an epic collapse in game four. Uh, Toronto ended up winning in overtime. And then um, Jonas Capersola, the goalie for Columbus, had a magnificent game five in route to their win and he was great in game one of their series with Tampa Bay uh he set an NHL record what do you have like 85 saves or something like that just insane uh he's very very good and Columbus lost a lot of pieces they lost um their goaltender to Florida in the offseason Sergei Borovsky and they look like they haven't missed a beat and that speaks to John Tortorella their head coach, and how magnificent he is in getting his guys to believe. And, yeah, this Columbus Blue Jackets team is not a trifle to be messed with. Now, I was thinking before this quintuple overtime game that the Blue Jackets were going to beat Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is very, very good. They were the number one overall seed last year, but they got swept by Columbus in the first round. Massive upset there. And I was just thinking, this year around, Steven Stamkos isn't playing. Victor Hedman, 
uh, one of their better players. He was questionable, but he played in game one, played a lot of minutes, looked good. So that could be the, the series tilter right there is Victor Hedman and him, his health and him playing. Uh, but I was thinking Columbus was going to win just the way they took down Toronto. And they will bounce back from this five overtime loss. I will still take them to win. I'll take them to win in seven. But I say that now with a lot of shakiness in my voice after given what happened. Um, elsewhere in the East, the Islanders took down Florida in four games in the qualifying round. They will take on Washington, who eh, didn't look fantastic in their like in the qualifying round or in the round robin. Uh, did better than the uh, than than the Bruins for what it's worth, and the Bruins were the President's Trophy winners in the regular season with 100 points. Um, the Bruins are going to get the Carolina Hurricanes, and just given the way Boston looked in that round robin, and the way Carolina looked against New York, and I, I, I'm going with the Hurricanes in that one. Believe it or not, I. Now, I think the Hurricanes have a lot going for them. So I'm going to take the Hurricanes in that round. By the way, their game was supposed to be Monday night or Tuesday night, right after um, Tampa Bay and Columbus. But because that game went so long, uh, their game got pushed back to Wednesday, essentially Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So early, early face-off for that. So you'll have a full day of hockey on Wednesday. You, you've already had it. Because you're listening to this now. And Wednesday's already happened. Uh, but the Islanders and Capitals, this is a very tough series to pick. I think the Capitals will win. Just It's it's hard for me to pick against them. But the Islanders, they're, they're, Barry Trotz, he's a great head coach. They, they lose John Tavares, but they play such great defensive and gritty hockey that I think they are going to really give the Capitals all they can handle. I'll go seven games there. And speaking of gritty... His Flyers, you know, Grady, the, the awesome mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. They take on the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know, the, the, the Flyers aren't the, the, they aren't the number one overall seed in the East. They are because of the round robin, but they don't look like a, that sort of team. Uh, hard to get, you know, like after what uh, Montreal did and Carey Price looking so good in net against Pittsburgh, but I'll go with Philadelphia in this one, but... Don't say that with any sort of confidence there. So, well, I mean, East is going to be very interesting. So you had the 12 seed win in the qualifying round. You had the uh, the nine seed, the Columbus Blue Jackets. You had, or were they the eight? Either way, they they won, and then the seven seed and the six seed won. Seven seed being the Islanders taking down 10 seed Florida, six seed Carolina Hurricanes taking down the 11 seed. New York Rangers, who, by the way, Rangers, congratulations to them, winners of the Alexis Lafreniere uh, sweepstakes. They get the number one overall pick in the NHL draft. The eight qualifying rounds all had, or eight qualifying round losers all had a shot at it, at the number one pick, and they lost. The Wild will be picking ninth. Uh, such is, such is the same, same old, same old for Minnesota sports. Uh, apart from Carl Anthony Towns getting the number one overall pick. I guess the Twins had the number one overall pick a few, you know, back when they took Joe Maurer. But 
this guy would have been a, a franchise changer. And he will be a franchise changer in New York, Alexis Lafreniere. This is a, a great, great day for, if you're a Rangers fan, which I doubt any Rangers fan is listening to this podcast. But anyway, on the West, qualifying rounds, uh, the Blackhawks, as I mentioned, upended host uh, Edmonton. Somewhat surprisingly, uh, by the way, hosts uh, Toronto also didn't make it. So the two hub cities, the two bubble cities that are hosting the NHL playoffs, the Toronto in the East, Edmonton in the West, both had their first their uh, teams knocked out in the qualifying round. So the Blackhawks, the 12th seed there. The 11th seed, the Arizona Coyotes, took down the 6th seed Nashville Predators. Uh, somewhat surprisingly, Marcus picked it correctly. He said that Arizona was going to win. And he was right. And Nashville, they're kind of old. I don't see them being a very good team um, going forward for a little while. Uh, Arizona, though, they have some good youth about them. They they have a chance to make some noise. They won't make noise against the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs, the, the or in the first round of the playoffs, the two seed. There after the round robin, the, the Golden Knights were the one seed. They beat Chicago in game one, four to one, and they're going to win this series, I would say, in five games. They just have so much more firepower than the Blackhawks. So Vegas will win that series, but Arizona will play Colorado. Colorado looks very, very good. Uh, I don't see there being any way Arizona wins more than one, maybe two games in this series. Uh, so at worst case, it goes six games, but the Avalanche will dispose of the Coyotes. But congrats to them on their nice little run there. Uh, Calgary, they beat the Winnipeg Jets, a hotly contested Canadian matchup. They played the Dallas Stars. Dallas didn't look all that great in the qualifying round. I was picking the Stars initially, but I'm going to go with the Flames. Flames won game one. That's not something that is the reason why I'm changing, but the, the Stars just don't, kind of like the Bruins, they just don't look like themselves. Neither do the St. Louis Blues, who got only one point in the qualifying round and are the four seed. Again, both one seeds going into the NHL qualifying round, the Bruins and the Blues, they would have been the one seeds if the qualifying round hadn't happened, because they had the most points in their respective conferences. Both teams are the four seeds. Go, go figure that one out. Blues take on the Canucks, who beat the Minnesota Wild, uh, in four games, and we'll, Marks and I will talk more at length about the Wilds' failure in this series. They won game one, things look good, and then the wheels fell apart. And if you watch game four, they had a 3-1 lead, a 4-3 lead, and they couldn't hang on to it. They had two power plays in the third period and were washed out midway through the power play by getting a penalty and doing four-on-four hockey. I mean, it just... It was bad. Um, they have a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, Capriel, uh, the the Russian kid, he's going to come over next year, so that will be a huge boost to this team. But they have a lot of work ahead of them because kind of like they're very old, like in like Nashville. However, they are mixed with a little bit of the youth, uh, especially Kevin Fiala, who's turning into a superstar in the National Hockey League. But Canucks. Speaking of superstar teams, very young, but very good. That Jack Hughes, fantastic. Uh, the, the Canucks are a team to be reckoned with for years to come, and probably it'll be them in Vegas in the 
the West or the Pacific, as far as I'm concerned. They're that good. So, uh, interesting stuff there, to say the least. Uh, but I will take the Blues. I, I, I will go with the Blues over the Canucks. I do think the Blues just... Despite only getting one point in the in the round robin uh, to get the four seed, I, I think they're the better team. I think they will take down the Canucks. We'll go six games, six or seven there. But it should be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, that that Toronto and Columbus game. Oh my goodness! We'll talk about that with Krenz next week to see how much of that game he actually watched and what his thoughts on the playoff overtime hockey are. I'm sure they'll different. I'm sure he'll say, oh, they need to do something after three overtimes because it gets boring. But we'll see. We'll see what his thoughts are. But overall, um, in wrapping up, uh, this is a dark day uh, for sports. March 12th will always be the, the day that the sports world stopped. March 12th or March 13th. For sure, March 12th. Um, but there's no doubt about it. You know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, no football. I say no football this fall. They're going to look to the spring, which is completely unrealistic and stupid. And you're depriving, I think the worst part is, and I'm saying this again it, more with my heart than my head, but you're depriving kids of an opportunity to shine for NFL scouts and potentially get drafted. And their football careers are going to be done now because of this. So maybe you grant them an extra year on their scholarship. You almost have to. Unless, they, unless they're so good that the NFL scouts will say, yeah, or maybe you make an exception and you allow them to test the NFL waters. And if they don't do it, get it, they come back. I think that's something that has to happen. Um, we'll see if the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12, they sound like they're going to go through with it. We'll see if that happens. Krenz doesn't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, I, I just don't know at this point. Charlie and I went through a roller coaster of emotions when we were talking about you know our feelings and stuff on this, like uh, up and down and up and down. I think that's the way it's going to be. We've got some time. If things change uh, between now and next week, uh, we'll definitely bring Charlie back on and talk more college football or what, what remains of the season. It's very minimal at this point, and we'll see if the SEC and the ACC can pull it off. Krenz thinks it's done by the end of the week. I, I, I don't know at this point. I really don't. I hope we have a college football season. Um, I get why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are doing this. They are putting the safety first, but the lack of leadership overall at the Power 5 level. Okay, right. They need a commissioner to oversee the Big Ten commi- or the, the Power 5 commissioners. Because someone they need leadership. You can't have five different opinions on this and go five different directions. You just can't. Uh, so it's a, it's a dark day for college football. It makes them look bad. Um, I feel bad for the players who want to play. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. You can always find us on podcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ND Stack and Facebook Nathan Stack and a link to the podcast posted um, middle to later part of each week. Follow Charlie Hildebrand on Twitter at C.E. Hildebrand. Follow Travis on Twitter at Travis Krenz. So thank you for listening to this week's edition. We'll get Marcus on next week to talk hockey. We'll bring Travis back. We'll see if uh, we'll bring Charlie back should stuff change in college football, which undoubtedly they will. So for Charlie and Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. 
and uh, hopefully better days are ahead. You've been listening to the Sports Block Podcast.